All right. Hello. Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. We got so much to talk about today. Uh, We are recording on Saturday, November 14th, which means the horrible attacks in Paris took place yesterday. We will talk about that. But I want to talk about something up front and at the end of the podcast very quickly. Um, I got yelled at by my wife this week because she went looking for our podcast. And Jake, you know this, and some of our regular listeners will know this. We moved from Podomatic to SoundCloud because they were better. But I kept posting on Podomatic just for the old listeners who might not have followed us. Yeah. Well, my wife went looking for our podcast, and she came up with both of them. And she said, well, this is stupid. There are two. Which one should I choose? I said, well, this is the good. She's like, no, don't have one be the good one and one is the leftover. Just delete the old one. And I, I have to admit she's right. I don't really have much of an argument. So what do you think, Jake? Do you want to delete after this one, or do you want to talk about it? Like every, for the next, for the rest of November, say, hey, by the way, we're going to delete the old one. We'll still be on iTunes. We'll still be everywhere, but you have to find us. On SoundCloud, or should we just delete it? Maybe we should give people right. a couple heads well, up. I think we should either go one or two ways, right? Like, okay. I, I think we should either delete the bad one on Podomatic. That's what that's what's going to happen. It's going to get I, deleted. I think I think we should either do that or go the other extreme, where we have one on SoundCloud, which is a good one, but then the bad one. On Podomatic, it's not even the podcast. It's just recordings of like Pat Robertson and uh, I, I don't know Hanson music videos, something like that. I thought you were going to say like we should... Hitler speeches from Nazi Germany. You know, <laughs> just just an assortment of weird things. I thought you were going to say we should go the other way, which is instead of deleting the old one, which is still we I update it with just the newest one, and then I delete the because. I thought you were going to say we should open accounts on Podbean and any other podcast place we can find. So not only do we have two out there, we have the SoundCloud one, which is good. And then we just post it as many places as possible. That is just so annoy people. <laughs> so we have like a hundred versions out there. Well, let's let's open up like a hundred versions, but only have the one on SoundCloud be the real one. And the rest, and the rest is speeches. just like ISIS videos. and Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that idea. That's a good way to go. I got yelled at my wife for two things that I wanted to talk about. That was one. She so, but uh, do you think we should? I I think we should mention it on every podcast through November, and on December first, it gets deleted. We'll just keep giving people because not everybody listens every week, or I don't know how often they catch up. But this is at the beginning and end of each podcast. We're going to warn you that if you are listening to our RSS feed using Podomatic, look for us again on SoundCloud because the Podomatic one's going to get deleted. Yeah, it's it seems like a decent way to do it, I suppose. All right, so there's your heads up for this week. Now, the other thing I got yelled at this week, uh, Jake, between the two of us listeners, when we talk off podcast about what we're going to talk about, which doesn't happen often, usually we just start talking and we go, but sometimes I say, Jake, you got this great story about this person. And Jake will always say, you know what? That's a little too private. I don't want to embarrass anyone. And I'm like, no, dude, you got to talk about it. And yeah. I, I'm always trying to, I always just talk. Well, last week I talked about a couple of friends of my wives and it turns out they listened to the podcast. So they contacted my wife and said, Hey, guess what? Your husband was talking about me and my wife. I got, told you that shit happens. It oh, sucks yeah. ass. Well, it's no, always the one episode they listen to. Exactly. It's the one where you're like, this person has never said anything to me about my podcast before. Like that's the day that they're going to be just stuck in an airport somewhere <laughs> with nothing to do, 16-hour delay 
I've listened to every single podcast on the internet. I suppose I'll listen to Idiots on Parade. Nah, and he's talking about me. That motherfucker. <laughs> well, That's when it happens. My wife was pissed. The good news was the person had a sense of humor. Now, this is where it gets weird. They said, I feel actually kind. She said, I can separate Nathan the comedian from Nathan the person that's your husband and my friend. And so she said, I'm... You know, it's cool that you're talking about her again. You're talking about well, the fact that you were talking about her... You're really doubling down, man. I, uh, <laughs> well, because I'm not saying anything bad. I'm saying I got busted. But I, I am going to say one thing that I don't want it to be insulting. But she said that she was kind of flattered in a way that we talked about her, that I brought her up. And that's what I want to say now is, look, anybody listening to you, listening to us, um, don't ever be insulted by anything we say because we're morons. And, and more importantly, I, I wouldn't be flattered if we talked about you on here either. Not even if we're not insulted. Even if we praise you, if we're saying this is the best person in the world... Consider the source of who's saying you're the best person in the world because we're just idiots. We're morons, you know, like to be talked about by us is neither good nor bad. I think it's just sort of like, oh, shitheads are talking about me. Great. Would you agree with that? No, I, I, I think being talked about on our podcast should be considered up there with winning the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you know, getting Time Magazine's man or, or Woman of the Year. Um, in my mind, you know what I mean, right? But it's all—that's what the world is. It's 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 a big conglomeration of different opinions. I understand that not everybody's going to have that same opinion, but I think it's up there. Sure. Well, I think you—that's a very healthy way of looking at it. And one more thing I wanted to point out is. I don't know if you get this a lot, Jake, but I do. Like when people meet me and they find out I'm a comedian, they're like, ooh, are you going to put me in your act? And the answer is 99.9% of the time, no, I'm not thinking. Of... And so when I brought this person up last week, I didn't. we didn't sit down with the podcast and I said, ooh, I've got this great story about my wife's friend. It just sort of came up organically. And if I'm ever going to talk about anyone, it happens accidentally where I'm just like, we're spitballing, we're talking. And the next thing you know, a story comes up like, oh, hey, this. But it's not like I ever sit around with people taking notes like, ooh, they're talking about this. I can use this on stage. Do you get that a lot where people say, Jake, are you going to put me in your act? Yeah, sometimes I, I really try not to tell people that I that I do this because yeah, you get you get stupid questions like that, and you get this the uh, the cliche, tell me a joke or yeah, uh, I don't know. They just I I don't like putting up with the, with the questions, man. I'd, I I I'd, I'd sooner tell somebody that I I was in Nambla than, than tell <laughs> people I do stand. I I just because at least with Nambla, they're not going to ask any fucking questions. They're just gonna. They're just going to break eye contact and then leave me the hell alone. <laughs> and that's what we all want, is to be yeah. left alone. Absolutely. No, I, I don't necessarily want to be left alone. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't like the stupid, you do comedy, well, blah bitty blah bitty blah bitty questions. Well, with me, I just don't think there's anything interesting to talk about. Like, it's my job. So when people are like, ooh, you're a comic, what's that like? It's like... It's honestly like someone saying, well, I'm a marketing man. I, I, I manage marketing and me going, ooh, well, what's that like? Like nobody really wants to talk about their job for the most part. Right. And even if they don't necessarily ask you anything stupid, I, I, I'm still self-conscious about it because I feel like then for the rest of the conversation or the rest of the night or whatever, there's sort of like a thing in the back of their head like, oh, well, this guy – 
thinks he's funny or whatever. He doesn't seem that funny. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I'm not on stage right now, fucker, am I? Well, and, and but I can't yell at their subconscious because it's their subconscious, not mine. But I do, I do tell people this when I when they find out I'm a comic, like they they'll make a comment, something comes up to where I'm allowed to say where I'm able to put out there that. Well, there are some comics that are never off, that are always like, hey, wacky, wacky, try and dig me. But I actually, like you say, I have an off switch. I'm not on stage. Right. So I'm not here like trying to make you laugh or be annoying or any of that. So I do t- explain to them, like, yeah, if I'm not on stage, I'm not on. I have an off switch. I'm not always doing something funny or stupid or wacky, you know? Yeah. All right, well, all that out of the way. We're going to delete the thing. Uh, we don't mean to talk about people. Um, let's jump into the big news, uh, Paris and ISIS and Syria. Jake, do you want to go or do you want me to start? Well, I had to work all night last night, so I haven't really read up on this as much as I I, I would have liked to have before the podcast. I, I just kind of that's all right. read the cliff notes. Oh, I think but, all that's all there is at this point is cliff notes. I don't think anybody really knows anything other than, you know, this many dead, these locations, ISIS takes responsibility. Someone's yeah. stealing a car in your neighborhood. <laughs> Dude, someone's always stealing a car in this neighborhood. But, uh, no, stealing a car in this city would actually be a pain in the ass. With how, with how fucking tough it is to park, I, <laughs> I would want someone to steal my goddamn car just so I wouldn't have to wake up in the morning and find another place to park. Dude, I know people who, who own cars in this city and they're constantly late to work because you can only park on one side of the street and they switch it every other day for street cleaning. So they have to wake up. Drive, get get in their car. They're they're taking the train to work because there's nowhere to park at work, like in Midtown or right, something. Right, right, right. And so they're gonna get on the subway, but before they get on the subway, they have to find a place to park their car. But there's no place to park because everybody else did that shit. So they're late to work because they had to park their car to leave it at home to get on the train to go to work. Well, that was an episode of Seinfeld where there was that guy uh, who made a business out of just moving people's cars. Like he they paid him fifty bucks a month and he moved the cars and then the wacky part was George Costanza tried to do it when he went on vacation and he ruined everything and fucked it all up. But you know, it made sense and I bet there are people out there that do that that just sort of earn a couple extra bucks, like, all right, I'll move your cars so you don't have to. Yeah, I mean there's definitely a market for it in this city, man, that's for sure. Wow, we really transferred off ISIS fast there. Well, <laughs> we did. Let's let's get back on ISIS. Let's let's give ISIS the honor of being talked about on our podcast. Well, here is my I don't even know how to wrap my head around it. I don't want to say favorite part to all of this or the most uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you set that up. Well, all right, let's hear let's hear your favorite part of the massacres in Paris. It has nothing to do with massacres. It has no, I have I have It has nothing out. to do with I the massacres. I can't wait to hear what your favorite part. <laughs> no. As I okay. opened up CNN on my laptop to look up some of the information. And you know how on yeah. CNN they always have a headline and then they have like little sub stories, little sub headlines that you can click to get different aspects like you know, massacre in Paris. And then underneath that, one of them says, uh, you know, what happened at this concert or this was at the soccer stadium. Well, one of the little bullet point headlines was, what is I- What is ISIS? Click here to find out. Like literally at this stage of the game, they created a little nugget of a news story. Oh, you don't know what ISIS is? Well, click here. Like who doesn't know what ISIS is at this point? I just thought that was weird 
inappropriately funny. Like, it made me, like, baffled laugh. Like, here I am looking at this horrible, horrible story, and I sort of went, well, that's stupid, and I laughed. Yeah, no, that's pretty sweet. I, I, I take back what I said. Your favorite part of the massacre is actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, that is funny that, that people wouldn't know that by now, but you'd be surprised, man. I mean, I had that lady that I dated for a little while there who, the I, I mean, I, I think. who Abraham Lincoln was, Abraham Lincoln and Vampire, the one that didn't. You, you no, it was with it was uh, it was Nelson Mandela. Oh, Nelson, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had no it. idea. Yeah, yeah, there was the one that <laughs> she had rented the movie Mandela. Yeah, and I started watching it with it. Like I went over to a part her apartment, and she was like, "Oh, I, I rented Mandela. Do you want me to start it over?" Because she was like maybe twenty minutes in, and I was like, "No, no, I've already seen it because I'm not really up on movies like I, I used to be. I thought it was the, the the one that was a little bit older about Nelson Mandela uh, with Morgan Freeman, right?" and so I was like, I've already seen this, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep watching it. This is a good movie. But then it kept going, and, and, and it was he was like a younger guy. He was a guy from uh, The Wire and stuff. And oh, that's, when, that's when I uh, – I, I don't remember the guy's name. But that's when I realized, like, oh, yeah, they made another movie about this. And, and I told her, I was like, I, I actually haven't seen this one. Uh, I've only seen the one with Morgan Freeman where he's older that takes place after he gets out of prison. And she looked at me like not joking around and she was <laughs> like, right. he gets out of prison. Why did you tell me that? Like you if ruined you... <laughs> the end of my movie. Like she had no fucking idea. Like that Nelson I rem- Mandela. I remember you talking about make, getting new movies to ruin for her, like Titanic and other things. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, and this was somebody, she didn't just click on an article about this movie. She got this movie delivered on DVD, like, for rental, like rented the fucking DVD, not knowing who this man is. Cause she was like, Oh, well, you know, he got nominated for this award and, and this award. And it, it's just like, you gotta be the only fucking person that has ever rented the movie Mandela. Cause you had no idea, like, and had no idea who Nelson Mandela is like, Oh my God. It says that he, he eradicated, Apertheid? <laughs> he got is that a Greek god? Did he kill a Greek god? <laughs> uh, this is cool. This is gonna be like three hundred. This is gonna be like Clash of the Titans, only without yeah. the three D. So yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I suppose I, what is ISIS could there, be helpful. Man. There's people out there. I, I remember now this was in an article in, in, in Playboy, so take this with a grain of salt. But uh, a while back uh, friend of mine just kind of had a stack of these things and I was, I was, I was flipping through them and they, they have this little section with funny statistics or whatever, uh, or at least they did back then. I, I don't know if they still do, but one of them was that 11% of Americans age, I, I don't know, I think it was like 18 to 24. And at the time I fell into that age range, uh, can't point to the United States on, on a world map. That makes sense. And oh, I, I got something I was, to say about that too when you're done. I, yeah, keep going. No, I mean, I, I, I think it's got to be much lower than that, and especially with, with big statistics when you when, when you go to extrapolating to, to like, entire country populations. It, it gets fucking weird, man. Like, I, I took two statistics classes, and if there's one thing that I learned from that class, it's that you got to look at the source just as much as you look at the actual number because you can fuck with those and you can make them anything you want. Well, that's funny because last night I logged on to Twitter – um, and obviously, you know, the, the Paris thing was trending, but the very first hashtag I saw trending was pray for Japan. And 
my my I snap judgment. My first thought before I even clicked on it was, "Holy shit, are Americans that stupid that they're hashtagging pray for Japan because they don't know where Paris is?" <laughs> and then I clicked on it and saw that oh, there was an earthquake off the coast and they were worried about a tsunami. But it was like, oh wow, yesterday really was a shitty Friday the thirteenth. The shit happens in Paris. Japan gets a tsunami. But it was like. My first Wait, thought there, was we'd have... Wasn't there fuck, some kind of school attack in Kenya or something, Yeah, too? that is just... I haven't really read up there on that. There was another one. Yeah, yeah, I just started seeing the articles for that today. That was at Al-Shabaab. Yeah, which is Fucking, partnered with, with the, the ISIS and... Uh, fuck, I can't think of the one that stole the Bring Back Our Girls. Oh, yeah, Al-Shabaab and... There's so many to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, it, it is... I can't... Uh, yeah, I can't think of it right now either, man. I, I'm usually somewhat up on this kind of shit. No, but. I know at the instant you'll say, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was bring back our girls. That's, it's, yeah. it's the other, it's the other side of Africa, but, uh, it's, I'm drawing a blank right now. Boko Haram. There you go. Very yeah. good. Very good. Very good. Smart. Well, okay. How about this? I think, I think I am going to pray for, for, for Paris, man. And as an atheist, I never do this, but I think I am going to pray to Allah to, talk to his boys and have him quit fucking doing this shit. You know what I mean? It just it seems like yeah. whether it's Boko Haram or ISIS or Al-Qaeda, I, I, I don't know. I Certain. did I did think of one bad joke about the, the situation that I'll tell you that I uh, I almost tweeted it, but I don't know if you know this, but the, the band U2 was supposed to film a live concert broadcast on HBO tonight from Paris. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I, well, I didn't know that, but okay. So yesterday, okay. when the attacks were going down, my not, one of my thoughts I had like a U two song came on in my car, and I had the thought, you know, ISIS, there's got to be an easier way of getting U two to cancel a concert. I mean, I know you don't <laughs> like rock and roll, but come on, you really. And of course, they did cancel the live broadcast. They said it would be inappropriate at this time, given what happened yesterday. But I even knew that they were going to cancel before they did. I'm like, come on, there's got to be a better way of of getting you two to pull the plug on a live broadcast. Eh, we get it, ISIS, rock and roll is bad, but that was that the would joke be, I That would be a with. crazy video, man, if 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 the dude came out tomorrow and, and you know, it was one of those guys in the, in the ski masks in front of the ISIS flag going, we are tired of U2's bullshit. <laughs> they were okay in the beginning years with albums like War and Joshua Tree, but that was then, and this is now... We did we had five Paris good years and then twenty years them. of yeah. Which, yep. We we bombed Paris just to get them to cancel. We do not need them on HBO. No more YouTube. Yeah. Um, no, we, dude. The band that was playing though, uh, they're a California death band. Metal. I didn't, yeah. It's actually a pretty good band, man. It's not death metal either. They their name really throws you off. It's it's not. It's basically it's it's one of the guys from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, okay. Uh, and and. They're they're sort of like if you combine Queens of the Stone Age. Now I'm not a big music guy, so my references might not be the best. But if you sort of combine Queens of the Stone Age with like maybe some old Stones or something, like it has that sort of early '70s rock feel to it. Um, it's a fucking great band, though, man. And one thing that I that has been sort of annoying me about all this, I'm not gonna certainly not gonna say it's the saddest thing in this whole fucking uh attack but whenever i hear people talk about the band i or like mention the band they're like yeah it's uh it's like a heavy metal show 
that they were at. Or, yeah, they, they attacked a death metal. It's like, no, they're not heavy metal or death metal. They actually sound pretty good. The, the Give thing, them a listen. The thing I thought was interesting, because I didn't know, I, I, I had no clue who they were. So for you to say they're not, I thought they were like a death metal slayer, Voivod. Well, right. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Death metal is in their fucking title. If, if you know, if it's a table game, you know, <laughs> yeah. am I going to bet on death metal or am I going to bet on this is like polka music? It's well, a bunch of dudes in lederhosen with fucking accordion. No, man. <laughs> well, in the article I read, one of them, one of the many I looked over, uh, there was they talked to one of the band members or roadie. I'm not sure who, but they said the the first few shots went off and they're like, what's happening? And then they quickly jumped off stage and exited out the back. And my thought was, well, that is the least death metal thing ever to scurry out of there, like out the back door immediately. I would think that death metal would would have, you know, you, you think of like these guys in leather, like fuck you, that would have their own guns and would yeah. start firing back. Like, no, well, they're not death metal, man. Yeah, they're no, they're actually good music. Yeah, if if it was an actual death metal, I wonder how that would go. Fuck you. I'll dip my cock in watercolors and paint a picture of the Prophet Muhammad <laughs> all over the inside of your mother's colon. Exactly. That would have right. been a fucking good show. Well, that explains a lot. Well, there were two other things I wanted to talk about involving Syria. It all relates. You mentioned the guys in masks uh, when you made the U2 comment. Now, we know uh, the Jihadi John was killed the other day, too. You read that, right? Yeah, I heard reports. That it wasn't actually Jihadi John, it was his cousin Jihadi Joe. And so, I, I don't know. Depends on who you're going to listen to on that one. Well, the thing I found interesting is, I don't have much to say about him, but if the listeners don't know, he's the guy that was uh, he's British and he did all the executions, the beheadings. And I read a story from um, a defector, an ISIS guy, someone that defected, who said, now you've seen, I've never seen, have you watched any of the beheading videos? I have not watched I, I've any. seen little clips, yeah. Okay, I have not watched any of them because I don't need to see that shit. But everything I've seen, every picture and every article I've read say that the people there are very stoic and then they get beheaded. And people find that odd. It's like, I'd be fighting for my life. Did you get that sense too, that they just sort of sat there? Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think maybe, yeah, you, you know... They probably knew that the, the number was up, and they might have told him, like, look, uh, we're we're either going to – you can either get it quick or you can get it slow. Like, you know, you I've seen wrong. videos where they, like, slowly burn dudes. So You are I wrong. Mean, you are wrong. What they did is this guy that defected said it was like any Hollywood production. They did a bunch of dress rehearsals, and at each dress rehearsal they said, look – we're people, your people, we're not mad at you, we're mad at your government, let's walk through this, and at the end we're going to yell cut, nothing's going to happen. Like, And so they did all these rehearsals, and right before they filmed, they either told them that it was another rehearsal, or they reminded them, like, look, we're not actually going to kill you. Just no stay, shit. Yeah, just stand, just, you know, stay here on your knees, we're going to give our speech, we're mad at America, we're not mad at you. And so it was a fucking surprise to these guys, like... So they just thought that we were going to yell, wow. and there was another rehearsal, and then, boom, they get beheaded. And that's how they did it, is they kept, just like any production, they walked them through it, walked them through it, and said, this is where we're going to stop, and you'll be fine. And they, you know, like, are you okay? Like, can we get you any... Like, they treated them somewhat nice so that they wouldn't be panicking, fighting for their life. They they, they had no clue it was coming. Yeah, I, I saw a TED Talk one time with a guy who was a POW in... I want to say Kosovo 
and he was he was a POW for like o- over a year, man. And they they kept him in this basement where it was completely dark. He would eat with with a candlelight, like that was the only light he would have, like once a day, you know, for like ten minutes or something. They would bring a candle in and some food, and and, and that was it. But what they would do, especially if the guards got drunk or something, is they would do like mock executions. Mm. So they would fucking come in, have him kneel down, put a gun to the back of his head, pull the trigger, and it'd be unloaded, you know? And they would do that over and over again constantly. And they would just tell him, one of these days, it's going to be loaded. And you'll never know when. And so and, by the end of it, he's just numb to it, you know? He's like, yeah. you just stop fighting. You're like, fuck it. I, you almost probably start to think, fuck, I hope this is the time they just kill me because I'm so tired of the, you know? Right, yeah, that kind of thing, man. So, yeah, they they play all kinds of fucking tricks on you. Yeah, it could go either way because I, I saw a comic that did a joke about it who said, man, if that was me in the video, I would be biting and kicking and screaming. I would, you know, like, I would put up a fight. And you're like, would you really? I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure how funny a premise it is, but would you really be putting up a fight if you were trapped by ISIS? But... Yeah, dude, because uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's either that or get fucking tortured to death. Yeah. So might be, you know, lesser of two evils, Well, I like you just said, they can say, look, we're either going to chop your head off and it's going to be really quick, or we're going to throw gas on you and light you on fire. Your choice. Like, yeah, you really... Oh, no, dude, there was one I saw where they had these guys and they, they, they had them, like, chained up, sort of hogtied, and about maybe three feet off the ground they're, they're hanging from like what looked like a big swing set and a three feet off the ground and they had a little trail of gasoline going right underneath them oh. and they lit it so the flame went up and she slowly kind of caught them on fire yeah, man. yeah it's crazy so it's like dude yeah that beheading is not the worst way that they that they kill people over there now man horrible the last article i read and i thought this was interesting in a I'm not really sure how to describe this. Again, it's, it's, it's almost like the, what is ISIS? It's sort of amusing in a way. But now we have, so we're bombing ISIS, and we've sent in um, special operations, special forces to observe and provide in- intelligence. And we are arming them. And this, I thought, was a very interesting read. When we, we are treating armaments that we give the rebels now like office supplies, like a very tightly run office supplies. They, when they use anything they have to film it they have to get out their iphone or video camera and film them shooting a missile or a mortar or a rocket at a target and then they have to inventory it by returning the shell casing so it's like hey america we need more shells and they're like all right you give us 10 shells we'll give you you know like so instead of just everything like, oh, what happened to those? We don't know when they're selling them on the black market for profit or spreading them yeah. around. We're, we have the arm, they have to fucking film it and return the casings, which to me is both a combination of genius and at the same time, holy shit, they're treating armaments like office supplies. Well, yeah, I mean, it It sounds kind of silly, but that's that's what the fuck goes on over there, man. Yeah. And well, it's, it's smart. It goes it's silly to show smart you. to show that you well, have well, yeah. to. There was so much of that going on in Afghanistan. It still is right now, you know. Uh, I mean, you're, you're you're essentially giving weapons to people who you, you you really don't know that well, and they're kind of only with you because you're you're benefiting them right now. So it's it's like why wouldn't they fuck you over? And and, and the people that are actually in the positions like that work with like the free Syrian army or whatever the fuck they want to call the people that were helping out 
ISIS's cousin, Brysis, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, the, the people that are actually working there, how committed are they to that cause? You know, yeah. did they just need a job? Did they, you know, like, what a lot of these groups are, are, are guys who are just fighting for money, man. There's not a whole lot else going on there right now economically, but it's a skill it's, you know, it's, it's an organization that, that, that pays you or, or whatever the fuck. And they're like, Hey, this war is kind of bullshit. Every, anyway, everything's, everything's going to hell. Like who knows what's going to happen in six months. I might as well use some of these resources that I have right now to help me and mine so that we can get some money. And when this whole house of cards comes, come trembling down, me and my family can get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's not even that bad. If you look at it from their personal point of view like that, you yeah, know, when yeah, we see that, we just think, doing. Oh, it's shady. It's corrupt. It's what it's like. No, half of that is just guys that are in a bad situation and they're taking guns and money and explosives from people that they don't even fucking know. And they're selling it, you know, like who gives it like we don't do shadier shit as a country on a fucking daily basis, man. Yeah, well, I, I watched a frontline documentary on Syria. Uh, we talked about it, but I don't know if I talked about this aspect. I don't remember. But they talked to one commander of um, a Syrian military unit who initially had defected and gone to fight for the rebels to overthrow Assad. But he got tired of that and said, got disillusioned and they started fractioning and he's like, well, now you've got the good guy rebels that I sort of liked and you've got ISIS. Fuck it. I'm just going to go back and fight for Assad. And yeah. Assad welcomed him back and said, all right, yeah, you set up on the front lines here and fight the guys you used to join. Like he was a Syrian army regular that fought for the rebels and then said, no, nah, I'm sick of the rebels. And he went back to the Syrian. They just changed sides all the fucking time. Dude, it does. It's the same way. And that's why when we would be doing missions with the Afghan army in Afghanistan when I, when I was over there. There was always be a thing of like the Taliban always knew what we were doing because if if you look at it like that to where it's like okay it's not no one really has the people's best interest it's just these different groups of guys with guns at that point it's just McDonald's and Burger King only with guns and it's like you don't really give a fuck about either organization you're just working for them and so if you can work for the Afghan army slash the the u.s army and also get paid at the same time by the taliban to just just call them and be like hey this is what we're doing like now you're getting you're showing up to a job and you're getting paid by both burger king and mcdonald's for the same shift and both of them are just shady groups of fucks with guns who gives a shit you know what i mean you're gonna yeah. make your money and and that's what's going on now and the fact that we have to do that, the fact that we have to fucking have these guys bring back the shells to make sure that they're not selling them on the black market and all that shows you just how little we know about these guys, how volatile this fucking relationship is. I love that at first the rebels were, oh, they're the rebels. They're the good guys. They're like Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. And then it's like, well, half of them are these ISIS guys. We got to fight them. But these other rebels, the free Syrian, whatever the fuck, they're, they're so – it's like – Well, dude, and half the free Syrian whatever the fuck, if you remember, we laughed about this a year ago. Had John McCain was saying, how dare Obama not arm these rebels? And he had a picture, and then they became ISIS and put that picture on the internet. It's like, hey, uh, here's us with John McCain. We're ISIS. Fuck you. Like, I mean, that's how fast it changes. Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, the Obama administration wanted to – 
give these guys more. They wanted to, they wanted to bomb Syria. They wanted to do all that. And uh, I, I mean, there was a lot of public backlash for that. And then, I mean, other things happened. Russia kind of got involved. And so it made it more difficult for him to do that. But it's, we, we always feel that we need to be in cahoots with somebody. I, I mean, by we, I mean the government, Yeah, right? we, we got to stick our dick in wherever we can. Yeah. It's like, and, and so when, whenever there's a fight, we always go, back, well, there's two people fighting. Who's the good guys and who's the bad guys? And it's like, well, it, it ever occurred to you there might not be good guys? There might just be two dicks fighting over the same hole. It might just be the evil empire from Star Wars versus the rebels from this country yeah. who are not good rebels either. Might be the Confederacy versus Darth Vader. Might be maybe we shouldn't give fucking weapons to either side. Maybe we shouldn't. Well, let's end on. A, I wanted to end on this note because I wanted to get us away from war and violence and bloodletting. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's pretend. Let's talk about pretend war and violence and bloodletting. Are you familiar? And I am not. Familiar. I know it exists, but I've never played it. Um, I think it's a video game called Fallout. Is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Fallout 4 just came out, and I read an article, and this is, uh, I love this, the game Fallout 4, it's, it's an extremely popular video game, it came out, and the website Pornhub noticed a dip in traffic, like, they track their web traffic because it's their business, and when, when, when Fallout 4 came out, young men stopped watching porn for a couple hours and started playing video games, and they noticed over a 10% drop that didn't level off for, uh, like, almost a day, and then it started leveling off and rising again to normal patterns. That's but, funny. But they, they track it so... They track it by the hour, by the minute. They know who is visiting their website. <laughs> like, it was instantaneous. This video game comes out... Dip in business. The Pornhub people. They know when you are sleeping. They know when you're awake. <laughs> and it's great because it's like a game for young men and who plays, you know, video games, porn. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that. same demographic. That's why what that video game did is, is genius. They were like, who plays a lot of our games? Young men that live in their parents' basement that uh, jerk off and play video games all day. We make video games. We need to keep them away from jerking off because when they're jerking off to their product, they're not playing our product. I know what we'll do is at the end, each time they level up, they get like a 30 second clip of some porn. Oh, you know? there you go. Yeah. I yeah. think so we have a new like, business like you're we need incentive. to start. A video game yeah. with porn. Yeah. It's like, are we trying to gain levels or stars or hearts or little candy crushes? No, we're trying to gain pussy in this game. That's what we do. Uh, Jake, another business venture for the Idiots on Parade. We are going to invent the porn video game. All right, kids, what do you think? Would you buy it? Uh, JakeVever.com, NathanTimmel.com. Please keep in mind, if you are not listening to us via the SoundCloud feed, find us on SoundCloud. We are going to delete Podomatic in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. Oh, also, yeah, go ahead. Dude, you know what we should do? What? Is, uh, we should put on, we should play a clip of music at the end of this. We should play uh, Eagles of Death is, Metal. Oh. <laughs> no, Eagles of Death Metal, the song Now I'm a Fool. That's a good. That's a good song, man. That's a solid one. Uh, we don't and pay just, just royalty know, fees. <laughs> another reason. Oh, they don't listen to this. Another reason <laughs> to like the Eagles of Death Metal. A, it's a good band, and B, it's ISIS's least favorite band. They uh, hate this fucking song. They we, hate. It. We don't know. U two might be their least favorite band. They have not told us whether or not they bombed everyone to get U two to cancel their concert. Well, then they're. 
They have a lot more in common with us than we think. There you know? we go. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.